1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
2: hey sarah
0: i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool
3: Before dawn yesterday, the German government sent 3,000 police officers and special forces troops to the homes of more than two dozen QAnon fascists in 11 different German states and arrested them for a terrorist plot to attack the Reichstag, assassinate the chancellor, sabotage the national electricity grid, initiate a national purge, and overthrow the German Federal Republic. And we need to do this here now, because ordinarily I'd be damned to take advice on how to protect freedom from my German cousins. But history has taught them what to do when insurrection looms, and evidently it has not taught us. A Republican congressman from Arizona already implicated in the January 6th coup and the defeated Republican candidate for governor in the same state both. Yesterday, after he tried to deny he had ever suggested it, endorsed Trump's plan to terminate the Constitution. A former Trump ambassador, meantime, questioned the German arrests and implied they and January 6th were government stings of some kind. And it underscores something we seem unwilling to address in this country. Whatever Trump claims to have meant, terminate the Constitution or just terminate clauses of the Constitution. What do you think he is implying, and what do you think his cultists are understanding would be the actual practical? process of that? What follows the, quote, termination of all rules, regulations and articles? Exactly who is to decide it is time to, quote, throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Is there some fantasy within a fantasy that if Trump just posts this sedition often enough and if Paul Gosar endorses it and if Carrie Lake says she agrees with it, President Biden and Vice President Harris will simply resign or are politely asked to leave office so that Trump, having been declared the rightful winner by the people who bought the most pillows from Mike Lindell, can be sworn in in their place? And those who elected Biden and those who didn't but believe in representative American government and the military loyal to the commander-in-chief, they would simply say, sure, come on down, Don. This insanity is not based on some kind of illegal, unconstitutional, but peaceful process. To regain the White House without being elected in 2024, Donald Trump could achieve it only by forcing President Biden out, and that, flatly, would require violence, lethal force, or the threat of lethal force, a coup, a terrorist plot that would presumably involve an attack, another attack, on our version of the Reichstag, the capital, destroying the power grid, or taking over mass media, or both, and assassinating the president or other elected leaders, or both. Trump's social media post about constitutional termination is not some ultimate expression of his ego, some conviction that at his word, the political seas will part and he will be anointed. It is a call to violently overthrow the Constitution of the United States, to violently overthrow the government of the United States, to violently overthrow the president of the United States. The Germans saw this exact plot developing in their own country, and because... There are still those alive there, old enough to have seen it work there. They threw 3,000 cops and special forces at it, and they raided a German military barracks where participants in the terrorist plot are still serving in the federal armed forces. And they revealed that a sitting judge who had been swallowed up by QAnon was to become justice minister in the new dictatorship, which was to be headed by the 71-year-old descendant of pre-Nazi minor German nobility who was counting on backing from Russia. Quote, members of the organization were aware, reads the official statement released by the German prosecutor, that this goal can only be achieved through the use of military means and violence against state representatives. This also included commissioning killings. Well, what the hell do you think Trump and his fascists have in mind here? What did they have in mind on January 6th? Getting Elon Musk to run a Twitter poll for them? Should Biden resign and turn over the government to Donnie? We are already aware of the QAnon presence in police forces and in the military of the United States. We are already aware of Trumpist lunatics in the House of Representatives. We're already aware of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and the other militias who with a little better coordination would have unleashed an attack with military-grade weapons on the Capitol two years ago next month. And just last weekend, we saw somebody shoot up just two power substations in North Carolina and leave an entire county blacked out for nearly a week. The Germans have acted. And us? The speaker presumptive of the House of Representatives is planning to put the Arizona Congressman, Paul Gozar, back on the committee assignments, which were stripped after his role in The Big Lie and January 6th. Gozar, who yesterday tweeted a screenshot of Trump's Terminate the Constitution post and added, quote, I support and agree with the former president. Unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure. Unprecedented cure? Gosar means guns and bloodshed, and sabotage, and sedition, and revolution, and summary executions. And it does not matter if he has a diseased mind and he hallucinates. There are thousands of people with weapons at the ready willing to reduce this country to ashes if they can for the sake of their racism and fascism and the poisoning of their minds by Trump and QAnon. The Germans put their Paul Gozar behind bars yesterday and sent their special forces to put him there. Our Paul Gozar deleted his tweet. Unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure without explanation or comment. Arrest him. And while you are in Arizona... A massive voter fraud
0: of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. I agree with them on that. Can you imagine our founding fathers, what they went through to help bring about this great nation, seeing what happened in 2020, really seeing what's happening now in 2022? just saying, OK, well, I guess it didn't go our way and I guess they, they cheated. We know they rigged the elections and they put in a bumbling fool who doesn't even have the mental capacity to run this country. OK, just get over it. We'll just let the loser take the White House. I don't think that would happen. President Trump is saying we are in unprecedented times and unprecedented measures are necessary.
3: Arrest Kerry Lake. She shouldn't be hard to find. Just look for a webcam with a gauze filter on top of another gauze filter on top of another gauze filter on top of the camera lens. Again, our refusal to recognize that the only way Carrie Lake and Paul Gozar and Donald Trump could terminate the Constitution or just any part of the Constitution and install him in power now would necessitate mass violence our refusal to recognize that only emboldens those who would happily turn to such violence and gives them more time to prepare such violence. Is there any other conclusion? Did Trump flinch at the violence of January 6th? Did he even condemn the threat to hang his own vice president? Just Monday, Trump tried to back away from the Terminate the Constitution post, but on Tuesday at Mar-a-Lago, Trump hosted another QAnon lunatic named Liz Crokin, the woman who taught Marjorie Taylor Greene about QAnon. He posed with Liz Croken. He had Liz Croken talk to the crowd. He didn't hesitate as she and others posted videos of him and Croken and the two of them together. He didn't push back when she claimed that while she was at Marilago Tuesday, she discussed the Pizzagate fantasy which has sustained QAnon and this mass psychosis since its beginnings. He didn't flinch when another attendee, the former right-wing congressional candidate from Florida, Darlene Swaffer, took pictures at the QAnon event at Mar-a-Lago with Sarah Palin and Michael Flynn. There may be zero percent chance of this viper's nest succeeding in overthrowing the government of the United States or even coming close to it in a million years. Let us hope so. But let us stop relying on hope. Let us stop kidding ourselves. These are the January 6th coup plotters. And Trump is the creature who inspired it all. They are not hoping for some sort of peaceful transition of power next week. They already proved that on January 6th. Ludicrous or imminent or somewhere in between, Trump and his minions are planning some sort of violent revolution, something not unlike what had percolated in Germany these last few years. The Germans had the presence of mind to recognize insurrection and mass violence and terrorism and revolution when they saw it. And we damn well better do the same and fast. Still ahead for the fourth separate time. More secret government documents have been found in Trump's possession, but this time, that's gotta be it, right? Vladimir Putin has reportedly built Noah's Ark? Well, Noah's Ark is what it sounds like. If he is overthrown because of the disaster in Ukraine, he gets on board and he floats away to some other country. Yesterday, December 7th, was a date that will live in infamy. Or if you used to be Trump's press secretary, it was the anniversary of the Allied invasion of Normandy during World War II. Seriously, Sean Spicer? And today, December 8th, is its own anniversary of great sadness. The death of John Lennon, as remembered by a guy who was very unexpectedly on the air that night as a rock and roll disc jockey. Me. That's next. This is Countdown.
1: places discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more plus now you can sign in place bets and manage your cash balance under the same betmgm account in dc maryland and virginia betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
3: this is countdown with keith Olbermann. Still a head-on countdown, five goals in a little over half a hockey game when the all-time record is seven, and you have all that time left to get there. What do you think happened? And this is a terrible anniversary. John Lennon was murdered 42 years ago tonight, and improbably for one of only two times in my life. I was on the air as a disc jockey as it happened, and the air check of that show still exists. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need. You can help every dog has its day. Chestnut is in bad shape, but he's a fighter. He has been found on the streets alone by Rescue Dogs Rock of New York. He is so infected, probably from drinking contaminated water on the streets, that his hair is all but gone. He'll need as much as 12 weeks of antibiotics and constant medicated baths. Rescue Dogs is doing a fundraiser for him on Cuddly. You can find Chestnut there on Cuddly or look for him on my Twitter feeds. Your donation or just a retweet can make all the difference in the world. I thank you and Chestnut thanks you. Postscripts to the news, some headlines, some updates, some snarks, some predictions. Dateline West Palm Beach, Florida. Nobody's saying what they were, but lawyers have found at least two more classified items in Trump's possession. These, according to the Washington Post, were in a storage unit in Florida and were immediately turned over to the FBI. The Trump team had hired an outside firm to search Trump locations besides Mar-a-Lago after a federal judge demanded the lawyers attest that they had complied fully with the subpoena in May to turn over any classified materials Trump may have purloined. You still have to check the first hole at the Bedminster golf course, I'm just telling you. Dateline, the Supreme Court, we may have a surprise coming in the ruling in the independent state legislature theory case in which North Carolina claims its courts have no say over what it legislature decides to do about federal elections and congressional maps and the like. Witnesses to the arguments in Moore versus Harper before the Supreme Court say there were three camps, the three liberals flatly opposed, Alito, Gorsuch and Thomas flatly in favor. But unexpectedly, Justices Barrett and Kavanaugh and Chief Justice Roberts tacking towards the middle and some kind of middle road which would still favor the state courts but permit occasional appeals to federal courts. Dateline Moscow, a former Putin speechwriter, posted on Telegram that, yeah, his old boss is aware that there is a new unplanned possible outcome in Ukraine, that Russia could collapse or, at minimum, Putin could be overthrown. Putin, he says, has a plan called Noah's Ark. And the original version of this would have spirited Putin and his henchmen to China, But now they say they're looking instead at Margarita Island in Venezuela. Thank you, Nancy Faust. Dateline Washington, January 6th, Committee Chairman Benny Thompson puts something down in concrete. He says they want to release their final report and vote on criminal referrals two weeks from yesterday on the 21st. And Dateline Washington, after police came to the home of Ted Cruz to aid his daughter during some private distress, Meghan McCain wrote... There's a special hell being a teenage girl when your dad is a famous Republican politician and you're in middle high school. Leave the entire Cruz family alone and just send prayers. That is the correct sentiment, except for one detail. In 1998, somebody made a joke about the then 18-year-old Chelsea Clinton at a fundraiser. The joke was, do you know why Chelsea Clinton is so ugly? Because Janet Reno is her father. That joke was made by Megan's father, John McCain.
1: This is Sports Center. Wait, check that.
3: Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. In sports, this is why records stay records. The mark for the most goals in a National Hockey League game is seven by Joe Malone of the Quebec Bulldogs in 1920. The modern record, six by Sid Howe of the 1944 Red Wings. And then after expansion, Red Berenson of the 1968 Blues and Daryl Sittler of the 1976 Maple Leafs. With roughly four minutes to play in the second period at Columbus last night, Buffalo's rangy giant, Tage Thompson scored his fifth goal of the game. He had four in the first period alone, four minutes of the second period, and all of the third period remaining, and he didn't score again. Baseball. So Aaron Judge did re sign with the New York Yankees and the San Francisco Giants. They are not happy. The Giants thought they had a deal. Well, that's settled, but what about Arson Judge? Two big signings last night. The Japanese outfielder Masataka Yoshida agreed to a $90 five-year deal with the Red Sox. For the Oryx Buffaloes last year, Yoshida struck out just 41 times in 508 trips to the plate. So Yoshida in the American League will need to start swinging wildly and foolishly. The Bosox also inked former Dodgers and Braves closer Kenley Jansen and the Cardinals signed catcher Wilson Contreras away from the Cubs because Cubs ownership has realized you Cubs fans will go anyway just to see the ballpark no matter how bad they make the team. Ahead, the anniversary of the murder of John Lennon as it played out during the second and last time I ever spent any time as a rock and roll disc jockey. First, the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, Jesse Waters of Fox Nudes. For the amount of times that these clowns talk about grooming and pedophilia... The things they themselves say once again suggest this is all projection. Talking about the merits of smoking marijuana, Jesse Waters said, quote, Girls don't dig it. This is when Judge Jeanine Pirro replied, Why do you say girls don't dig it? And Waters then said, Girls don't like the scene. They don't like the scene. And Pirro, who for once was not the dumbest one in the studio, asked... What about alcohol? And Waters replied, girls like the alcohol scene. Ugh. The Bronze, the Family Foundation, a Richmond-based anti-LGBTQ and Bible thumping crackpot outlet. It had a dessert reception scheduled on November 30th at Metzger Bar and Butchery in Virginia. About 90 minutes before it was to begin, the owners called Family Foundation and said, your reservation is canceled. They explained they don't serve bigots. Family Foundation claims it was discriminated against, like this was the segregated South in their terms. But legal experts say no. Since the outlet was deliberately involved in actions against members of the community, they were denied service not because of who they are, but because of what they actually did. But our winner, Sean Spicer. Today is the day, he tweeted yesterday. It only lives in infamy if we remember and share the story of sacrifice with the next generation. Hashtag D-Day. Sean Spicer was either six months and two days off because what America calls D-Day is June 5th. Or he's commemorating Imperial Japan's D-Day, December 7th, 1941. And you wonder why it was so easy for him to lie as Trump's press secretary. Sean... Yesterday, December 7th, is a day of infamy, or... Hey, what day was the 4th of July on Spicer? Today's worst person in the world!
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast.
1: And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: To the number one story on the countdown, and these career stories and anniversaries are usually happy ones, or at least delightfully unhappy. Not this one. 42 years ago tonight, John Lennon was murdered, shot and killed as he greeted his fans outside his New York home, as he always did, just as he was resuming his career, just as he was finding the peace he had always sought, just as he was flowering anew in the city he had come to love. And I was on the air that night as a disc jockey at a rock station. I was never a disc jockey. I think I did it three times at my college radio station, once in an emergency when I was running the place one summer and there was literally nobody else to do the overnight show except for me and the venerable engineer John Hill, who had a voice so low and gravelly that could only be heard by about 40% of humans. And I had graduated in 1979 But on Monday, December 8th, 1980, I was back at Cornell visiting my friends who were still there, many of them people I had trained, who were now in charge of the student-owned commercial radio station, WVBR-FM. One of them was the news director, Mike McNeil, and he and I figured the best way to hang out for a while was to do the late music show together, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. He spun the records and played the commercials, and I did the disc jockey patter, It wasn't especially good or bad. I remember a listener calling in early in the show to say, I sounded like Don Imus, and I said, thank you. And he said, that's not a compliment. And then it happened. And we were rolling tape on the show. This is, I think, about 11.10, 11.15 or so. The shooting had happened around
2: 10.50. Steely Dan on WVBR-FM. Time out of my mind. Sad news from New York tonight. Police say that former Beatle John Lennon was shot at his home on Manhattan's Upper West Side. Police spokesman says Lennon was taken to Roosevelt Hospital, his condition unknown at this point. The spokesman says a suspect is in custody, but other than that shred of information, we have no other details available. To repeat, John Lennon was shot at his home and taken to the hospital, his detail, uh, his condition unknown at this point. We really don't know anything else about it. If we do, we will let you know.
3: As I said that night, we had no other information. There's no internet. There's no cable news. Well, there was CNN. They just signed on. The radio station didn't have it. We had one functioning TV there, and the three major networks... One of them was carrying Monday Night Football anyway. There was no wall-to-wall coverage on radio. There were no live reports from the scene on radio or television. There was just a United Press International teletype machine clattering away in a corner of an empty newsroom in a nearly deserted radio station late on a Monday night. But mind you, this was the top-rated station in a town that had a university and a huge college and probably 30,000 students and most of them in their dorms or apartments, as finals had just begun to loom. The only noises beside the music we were playing in that studio were all the phones ringing all the time, all asking the same question, this couldn't be true tell me it isn't
2: true save a tree together at triangle the bookshop of college town as we mentioned before we don't know his condition we don't know the circumstances but the report from new york is that tonight at his home on manhattan's upper west side john lennon needless to say the former Beatle and star in his own right was shot He's been taken to the hospital where his condition is at this point unknown. We will attempt to keep you updated as we get the information here.
3: Mike McNeil and I settled in for a long night of worry and communal solemnity because it wasn't possible John Lennon was dead. Why would anybody shoot John Lennon? Why would our society, how could my city, let somebody walk up and shoot and kill John Lennon? It couldn't happen. We got all the Beatles albums out of the library, all the Lennon albums out, and we played the songs that moved us most. And I selected In My Life, and then I ran out to the UPI machine, and all the bulletin bells were going off. And I knew what the bulletin said before I got to the machine and read it. I got back to the microphone just as In My Life was ending. The bitterness of that irony struck me then and has not left me now for 42 years.
2: John Lennon is dead. A uh, report from New York is now that John Lennon, who was shot three times uh, outside his home in Manhattan's Upper West Side, has died of his injuries. We have no further information, and I guess nothing's necessary after that. John, and, John Lennon with the Beatles in my life, before that, starting over. And imagine
3: for all this time, I have wondered why McNeil and I just went on with the music show. We kept playing the commercials. Some of them I had to read live. Of course, it dawns on me now. Of course, we went on with it. We were in shock. We were grasping like everybody who had heard the news for the normal, even the crassly commercial normality of commercials. We did not even yet go all Beatles.
2: WVBR-FM at about a quarter to twelve. The news tonight from New York again, as we mentioned before, that John Lennon is dead, having been shot outside his home. Now the Who.
3: I listen to this tape. It's a small cassette. It is worn with the years. It is from so many years ago, and I wish there was more feeling in my voice, more tribute. And then I remember what, in real time, my goal was to keep from crying on the air. Years later, I was at ESPN when our colleague Tom Mees died. He drowned in a swimming pool. There were 40 of us working on the 6 p.m. Sports Center that night. We were all veterans and professionals. I wrote and narrated Tom's obituary, and not one of us was clear-headed enough to think that we should start the program with the news of his passing. Every newscast from New York to Boston did exactly that. But you do not think in such times as tragedy envelops you. You react.
2: WVBR FM in Ithaca. Keith Olderman here. And uh, as we have been besieged by phone calls here at the station, it is true. John Lennon was shot and killed tonight in New York. Uh, He was apparently uh, either outside or inside or leaving or entering his home, the Dakota Hotel in Manhattan, and he was shot three times. The police say that they have a suspect in the killing. They give no other details. The spokesman for the police did say that it was not a robbery and that apparently Lennon was killed by a deranged person. And again, we have no other details. John Lennon shot about an hour ago and uh, was taken to the hospital in critical condition where he died. Now in memory of John Lennon.
3: Gradually, we shook ourselves into trying to provide something to the listeners beyond simply repeating that grim news again and again. There was an irony here that I recognized at the time. I had literally just left the radio network I had worked for since graduating to join a new network called RKO. I was, in fact, taking a few days off between the two jobs and spending them with my old school friends. Just before I left, the RKO radio network had conducted a long sit-down interview with John Lennon. When I left the building, they were editing it into a special. John Lennon had also done a lengthy interview with Playboy, and at some point in the evening, somebody came into the radio station with a copy of that interview.
2: WVBR-FM at 28 minutes past 12 o'clock at night. Keith Olbermann here. And uh, as you probably have heard by now, John Lennon was shot and killed tonight in New York. It's, uh, the timing of it, I guess the timing of a shooting is never appropriate, but the timing of this one is awfully strange. Just in this month's edition of the Playboy magazine, there's a very in-depth interview with uh, John Lennon and Myoko Ono, and uh, between now and later on, we'll be reading you a couple of uh, quotations from the interview. The first one we thought was appropriate at this time is John Lennon talking about himself as a child. And he says in the interview, Surrealism had a great effect on me because then I realized that my imagery and my mind wasn't insanity. That if it was insane, I belong in an exclusive club that sees the world in those terms. Surrealism to me is reality. Psychic vision to me is reality. Even as a child, when I looked at myself in the mirror or when I was 12, 13, I used to literally trance out into Alpha. I didn't know what it was called then. I found out years later there's a name for those conditions, but I would find myself seeing hallucinatory images of my face changing and becoming cosmic and complete. It caused me to always be a rebel. This thing gave me a chip on the shoulder, but on the other hand, I wanted to be loved and accepted. Part of me would like to be accepted by all facets of society and not be this loudmouthed lunatic musician, but I cannot be what I'm not. John Lennon, dead tonight.
3: Finally, more than an hour after the news came in of John Lennon's death, we began to get some information from the scene. In another weird twist, my old station, at Cornell, had just signed up as an affiliate for the network I was just about to join, RKO. And we would now rely on its correspondents, people I would spend the next two years working with, for the grim news.
2: We have more information now on the shooting death of John Lennon tonight. John Lennon shot and killed in front of his home on Manhattan's Upper West Side. He was getting out of a limousine, apparently. They say he was shot at least five times. He was 40. Police said Lennon was shot at about 11 p.m. and he died in the emergency room at the Roosevelt Hospital in New York, and his wife, Yoko Ono, was with him when he died. Correspondent Rich Raymond was at the hospital. Well,
3: Dr. Stephen Lynn, the emergency room services director here at Roosevelt Hospital, said that John Lennon was dead on arrival from seven gunshot wounds in his chest and back. He said that Lennon had massive blood loss and was probably dead from the moment the shots hit him. Uh, Dr. Lynn said that Yoko Ono accompanied John to the hospital. Dr. Lynn gave her the news that John was dead. She was very distraught and found it hard to believe.
2: That's correspondent Rich Raymond in New York. A police spokesman added that a suspect is in custody, but that there were no other details available of the the circumstances of the shooting. The spokesman said uh, that it was not a robbery, that the person who shot Lennon was most likely deranged. And there was a witness to this, and he says that a man in his mid-30s with what uh, he described as almost a smirk on his face gunned down the singer as Lennon and his wife and several other people walked into the vestibule of the apartment building where the Lennons lived in New York. The witness says that residents of the hotel told him that the man had been seen in the vestibule for hours before the shooting. And according to the same witness, the man just walked out and shot John Lennon. Lennon celebrated his 40th birthday on October 9th, and he, of course, just released his new album, Double Fantasy, made, of course, with Yoko Ono, and that was supposed to be a comeback for the two of them. In his interview with Playboy magazine this month, John Lennon explained uh, something about that song. Uh, he says or said the images were from Alice in Wonderland it was Alice in the boat she's buying an egg and it turns into Humpty Dumpty the woman serving in the shop turns into a sheep and the next minute they're rowing in a rowing boat somewhere and I was visualizing that there was also the image of the female who would someday come and save me a girl with kaleidoscope eyes who would come out of the sky it turned out to be Yoko though I hadn't met Yoko yet so maybe it should be Yoko in the sky with diamonds WVBR FM the Playboy magazine article, uh, the interview with John Lennon and Yoko Ono, ended with a question from the interviewer about John Lennon's 80s dream. And he answered, well, you make your own dream. That's the Beatles story, isn't it? That's Yoko's story. That's what I'm saying now. Produce your own dream. If you want to save Purdue, go, Peru, rather. go save Peru. It's quite possible to do anything but not to put it on the leaders and the parking meters. Don't expect Jimmy Carter or Ronald Reagan or John Lennon or Yoko Ono or Bob Dylan or Jesus Christ to come and do it for you. You have to do it yourself. That's what the great masters and mistresses have been saying ever since time began. They can point the way, leave signposts and little instructions in various books that are now called holy and worshiped for the cover of the book and not for what it says, but the instructions are all there for all to see, have always been and always will be. There's nothing new under the sun. All the roads lead to Rome. And people cannot provide it for you. I can't wake you up. You can wake you up. I can't cure you. You can cure you. The interviewer then asked, what is that that keeps people from accepting that message? And John Lennon said, it's fear of the unknown. The unknown is what it is. And to be frightened of it is what sends everybody scurrying around chasing dreams, illusions, wars, peace, love, hate, all that. It's all illusion. Unknown is what it is except that it's unknown and it's plain sailing. Everything is unknown, and you're ahead of the game. That's what it is, right? John Lennon may have provided his own epitaph in that comment in Playboy magazine. This is WVBR-FM, Ithaca.
3: I would love to be able to conclude this with some insight, some meaning about what happened that night, just as I wanted to conclude this with some insight 42 years ago on that show. There is no insight to be had. The murder of John Lennon did not make sense to me then. It does not make sense to me now. It will never make sense to me. This is Countdown. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.